I guess I was reflecting on that when you guys sent out the questions earlier, and I was thinking about a, a role model in my life. Um, and I thought about you know my old homie I, I grew up with. Um, I've known him since we were nine years old, but what his life looks like now, uh, the fact that you know, no one comes into his house and leaves without an I love you. The fact that um, in all of his friendships with other men, they see he's himself. He isn't just a hyper-masculine version of himself around them. He also, he likes to sing and he will sing in front of them. He is affectionate with his family and he will be affectionate in, in, in front of them. Um, he, he's a weirdly competitive guy. He's competitive. You know, all these aspects of himself, he is that in front of uh, everyone. Um, and to me, that's what healthy masculinity, a lot of what it kind of comes down to uh, and looks like. For me, uh, as a father of three daughters, and uh, it's definitely, I, I'm here to support the women in my life in any way that they need me to. And I feel that that's um, my job as as uh, a man uh, identifying cisgender man in, in in my relationship with my family is I'm here to be anything that they need, and that's it. <laughs> that's 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 as much as I need to be for my kids and my daughters, and, and support them in any way that they want to express themselves, support them with the. Uh, empower them with uh, with uh, the knowledge of their own bodies. Empower them with, with uh, yeah. I'm just here to, to to again be that ally for women that that I need. So I'm, I'm masculinity for me is is uh, being a good partner with with women within this, this society. And it's funny, you know, that you mentioned being a dad because a friend of mine, when he first became dad, he said, "I was brought up by a father, but I really want to be a dad." And he saw those as two different things that he wanted to be a partner and present and very different from the generation my father was a part of, which was come home, read the paper, and, and really had most of the power in the household. Yeah. Okay, let's take to Twitter for another week. Uh, the Mr. Milan saying everything I need to hear. What are we doing to unpack toxic masculinity in the trans mask community? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I've seen that, that happen with, with trans men who are trying to cultivate their masculinity and again, I'm looking at all these cues and are recreating, you know, the same toxicity that, men, that we're trying to get away from. Like, this, this idea of, of entitlement and sexism and misogyny as a critical masculinity. Um, you know, I think we, what we can do is to continue to be models of possibility, to, to keep having conversations like this, keep calling people in. You know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very diligent about doing that when it comes to uh, other trans men. You know, because it's like, you know, you know I, I always say that like, we as queer people and as trans people, we believe that we are the future. I really believe that you know, how we love and the spaces in which we create for people to live and love exactly who they want and to, to look and express themselves exactly as they want is such a, a model of probability for the future and we can't we can't like you know fuck that up by constantly looking at like these different heterosexual models of masculinity. So it's really like calling people in to understand that this is what we do it for the culture. You know what I'm saying? We're doing it to make sure that this visibility is, is really creating like substantial change. It's not going to change if we continue to do the same thing. So I think that the conversations that have to have with trans men who are, you know, engaging in toxic masculinity are the same conversation that we have to have with cisgender men who are engaging in toxic masculinity.
masculinity. Like, understand that your masculinity, your manhood is not tied to how much femininity you control or how, like, you know, not feminine it is, you know, or about this conquest or about this, this competition or what does it look like to be evolved emotionally and not just rely on anger and lust. These only two places that you can go to feel like a man, whatever that means, you know? So, you know, these, these conversations have to continue happening. And, you know, we have to be investing in this conversation with the community and not treating, like, you know, uh, Queer and trans folks like we're more sophisticated that than, than like we're better than that. And like my wife has had to call me in on that a few times. Well, you know, I'm up here like, oh, I'm queer and trans and so sophisticated, and that's sexist. And she's like, yes, you are. And let me show you if you're in here. You know what I'm saying? But you know, I think that when we um, when we're made to be uncomfortable and we push when we push through this comfort, like through this, this this uncomfortability, this is when the change happens. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we have to continue to push people to this point of change and you know, push people to, to where it, it kinda hurts and it's frustrated. It does not feel good to be called out on this shit. It does not. But we have to continue to have these, these conversations.